This is episode 76 of Forever 39 with us, Annette and Megan, your podcast besties. Woohoo! You want more of us? You can go to Facebook and like us via NJ1015's page. You can follow us on Twitter at Forever39NJ. And also, please don't hesitate to email us with show ideas at Forever39 at NJ1015.com. And lastly, you can find the Forever 39 podcast via the NJ1015 app, iTunes, or Google Play. Coming up in this episode are favorite viral moments, relationship don'ts on social media. But Everything. Up first, <laughs> <laughs> but up first, stopping the I'm sorry. Oh, we do it so much as women. Gosh, I did it mm-hmm. the other day, a couple weeks ago, and I was so, I didn't do an I'm sorry. I did a please when there should have been no please. Mm-hmm. Was it in the workplace? No, it was a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Someone was using my name that should not be, and she had to be told not to. So I said, please don't put my name in your mouth. And I should have said, don't put my name in your mouth. But whatever. I said, please. And I'm annoyed at myself because it didn't require a please. It required her ass being kicked. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so nice until I'm not. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. So I think the I'm sorry is the constant I'm sorry is I don't know about you, but especially in the workplace, it can come across as weakness to mm-hmm. me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And uh, it's such a struggle for me because I think you and I are both really polite people. And I think as women, it's just different. Maybe if something is uncomfortable to talk about, we almost feel like this can head a fight off at the past kind of if we say, well, I'm sorry, but can we... I just it makes me so uncomfortable now to even discuss it because I I feel like we should be more confident than how we are sometimes I almost feel like I say it and don't even realize that I'm saying it I know the reason why I because this is a topic I think I thought of the reason why I thought of it is because I send out a daily assignment sheet and for people who are not in the news business basically what that means is it is a revolving assignment sheet where it indicates what reporters are doing what stories. And it does change throughout the day because news, of course, changes throughout the day. And I typically try to send it out by about 11 o'clock. But Mondays are always the absolute worst because we discuss leads on Monday. So what that basically means is a bunch of people come to the table and talk about story ideas and stories basically that they want to pursue throughout the week. So I've got to take all of that information and I have to comprise a an assignment sheet. It's like a giant so puzzle. It's a giant puzzle. So typically on a Monday, I might not get that sheet out until like one or two o'clock because keep in mind, I also have several interruptions throughout the day. So it's not like I can just go to my computer and bang it out. Truly, you guys, I have no idea how Annette does her job and does it happily. It's so chaotic. Oh, thank you. So you are like a beacon at like a you were like a lighthouse, like in a rough sea. I paid her to oh, say that. God, seriously, <laughs> so, they are so lucky. I'm not even just saying it, you guys. She's just amazing. Oh, Megan, please. You really are. I don't know how you do it. And all the personalities. Thank it's a you. lot. It's a lot. So I sent it out. It was probably about 2.15 by the time I got it out. It was a particularly uh, long delay that particular day. Uh, and I don't recall why, but there just was, there's a lot going on that day. And in the note, I apologized for it being late. Mm. And our new program director, she's fantastic. Her name is Anne. She actually pulled me aside and she said to me, you don't need to apologize for that. You're the boss. They know you're busy. You're busy. You know, it's not like you're sitting there dancing in the corner. You know, you're doing your job. You have things that you have to do. You don't have to apologize. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, you're right. I don't have to apologize. And I was doing that frequently. I, in my head, felt like the assignment sheet needed to go out, you know, an X time. And if it wasn't, I was apologizing for it being late. And ever since she said that, I have not said I'm sorry in the email. Because it's right, you know, I am doing my job. And there are frequent interruptions that pull me away from what I'm supposed to be doing. So it gets out when it gets out. And that's the end of it. Well, a lot of what we're talking about, there was an article and that came across by Sloan Crossley in an article she wrote in the New York Times about how women do say sorry too much. So one of the most powerful lines in Sloan's article in the New York Times to me was that being perceived as rude is so abhorrent to women that we need to make ourselves less obtrusive before we even speak up. And that is so true. Like, what is that? I don't know. And is it because we kind of have conquered the workplace and that's more of a new development? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to find our way? Yeah, because when you think about it, like, especially in the workplace, I don't really recall my male coworkers using the term I'm sorry that often. No, I can't think of one. I, and I don't know if it's just because women have sort of this guilt and they feel responsible for everyone and everything. And if and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But men certainly do not apologize at the same level that women do. But there are some things we can do. So according to an article in Forbes.com, there are three steps you can take to at least try to stop apologizing in the workplace where I think it really can be detrimental to you. So first, you have to figure out why you are apologizing. The article suggests that you ask yourself questions like, What's the first reaction you have when someone tells you no? And when you were younger, was it acceptable to speak up and share your opinion? So really try to dig deep. Like, why are you saying I'm sorry all the time? Mm -hmm. Maybe if you can answer some of those questions, it will help you understand why you're doing it. Next, Forbes says you should examine the context in which your sorry impulse comes out. So maybe you say it more to one type of coworker over another. Maybe you say it more when you're tired and it's toward the end of the day. <laughs> maybe you say it more when you're feeling particularly stressed at work. So try to figure out what is the context in which I'm doing this. Right. And finally, the article says replace unnecessary apologies with different statements. The example the Forbes article uses is that instead of apologizing for canceling happy hour with your coworkers, instead say something like, quote, thanks for understanding. It's a crazy week with all these upcoming deadlines, and I really appreciate you being flexible, end of quote. So nice. take the I'm sorry out of the equation. You know what I notice I do in all of this? And this was mentioned in the article and it rang true for me. I say I'm sorry if someone else messes up almost as to prompt them because it was their mistake. Mm -hmm. So when I go, oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I want them to come back and say to me, you know what? No, it was it was my bad. And I should have X, Y, Z. And when they don't, I seethe. Hmm. That's interesting strategy. Yeah, it's bizarre. But I notice I do do that. It's crazy. And I don't it's not do that. Healthy. I just apologize to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I really try not to. Or I try even if I'm in someone's way, I always used to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So now I just say, excuse me and keep it moving. Right. Exactly. Keep it moving, girl. <laughs> well, do you have a problem with saying sorry all the time? Tell us what you did to stop it at NJ115.com. I definitely 
want to hear from these people who, Me too. who were able to conquer it. Okay, so for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for some time now, you know that I am a big Broadway fan. <laughs> so some of you might remember this, but in April... Right around Easter time, a Utah family's video went viral, and I could not get enough of it. I mean, I must have watched this video like 10 times. It's a family of 10, actually, standing around the couch singing One Day More from one of my favorite musicals, Les Miserables. So what was really great about this viral video is the fact that The family is made up of ridiculously good singers. It's not just like the kind of singing that happens around the Petroni dinner table. (laughs) These people could be on Broadway themselves. And it was just very casual because they're all standing behind this like really ugly brown leather sofa. And there's someone filming it and there's like kids running around and getting in front of the camera. Like it's so, so amateur but the voices were not and so I just could not get enough of it so that is one example of a viral video that I just absolutely fell in love with and will probably remember years from now and maybe if I think of it we'll actually go and like play it again so I thought it'd be fun if we did a topic about our favorite viral videos so in addition to the Les Miserables one I have three others Ooh, what okay so I you never guys- saw the Les Mis one Oh, it's so great. One of my favorite is the Linda, Linda, listen, listen. It's a little bit. Have you seen that? I watched. Yeah, I watched it. I'd never seen it until you mentioned it. It's a video of a little boy telling his mother that she's not listening to him. And every time the mother tries to reprimand her little boy for trying to get a cupcake for dinner, the little boy goes, Linda, Linda, listen, listen. <laughs> and because she, she's saying to him, no, you listen and you're not listening to me. Like, it's the cutest thing. He's so sweet. At one point, he says to Linda, honey, honey. <laughs> Linda, honey. Yeah. So it is just the, the cutest thing. And the mother says she's done our arguing and the little boy says he's done arguing with her to this day that video brings a smile to my face and he's an adorable little oh kid. so cute and I would imagine that maybe he's picking up on his father because I'm not sure why else he would be calling her Linda when it's right. his mom that's just my guess sure okay so you know that one of my videos has to involve a dog yes and, and this you one stole one for me because Annette and I were going back and forth and this is going to be one of mine but go Aww. ahead well this one is known as a dog tease and it's really done very very well it's just a video of a dog he kind of looks like a shepherd type mm-hmm. and in the background is someone being the voice of the dog while the dog's owner tells the dog that he bought bacon at the store today and he ate all of it and then he gave the cat some chicken and some cheese and it's the dog's reaction to all of this in this person's voice yeah it's basically. like a human acting as the dog as the dog they really matched the dog's movement so perfectly to what they decided they were going to have like the script be i guess you yes. know Awesome. And then my last one is what I think for me was probably like the first time I understood like what a flash mob marriage proposal. Yes, I love this one too. So I think this one was one of the original flash mob wedding proposals. Amy and Isaac are the couple. And basically Amy goes in the back of a Honda CRV and someone's in the front seat and they basically drive slowly down the street while an entire dance number to the Bruno Mars song, I Think I Want to Marry You, is performed by all 
of the people in Amy's life, friends, family. It's amazing. It's totally heartwarming and so pulled off i don't even know it's amazing yeah it's there's no way they didn't rehearse this over and over again it starts off where it's just a few people dancing and lip singing to the song but then as she drives along the crowd gets bigger and bigger and finally the video ends with isaac asking amy to marry him i think it's brilliant it's brilliant and i hope that they're still together to this day because it's definitely like one of those moments where you're like Okay, men don't watch this because you're never ever going to be able to, to pull something off like this. But they seem like a fun couple, and to have those totally. people in your life that would yes. get on board with this idea, it was great. Must be a great group. So of people. those are my three. What about you? Okay, mine are a little more simplistic, <laughs> but I guess all these viral videos kind of are. So my first one, I don't know if anyone's going to recall it, but whenever someone says viral video, this is what I think of. They played it on the soup a lot. It's from 2011. That was during the dark time in Britney Spears' life when she shaved her head Mm -hmm. and she was beating paparazzi up with an umbrella. So this man went and made a video on YouTube, and it's about 11 minutes long. But towards the end, he starts screaming and crying about how no one wants Britney to die at 25 and how we all just need to leave Britney alone. I remember that one. And that's all he keeps saying. Just leave Britney alone. Just <laughs> So I think of that every time. Mm-hmm. Moving on, there was one this year. And if you're on the East Coast, Annette and I are in Jersey. So the Eagles win of the Super Bowl was really big this year, of course. But there was a local girl who had teeth surgery and woke up from it and thought she had missed yes, that one was the great. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So cute. So she is so funny. And she's talking about how she really wants the team to know her heart. And how does she know that they're supporting them? And had she missed the game? And her mom is so sweet. And ultimately, what happened from this video was the Eagles invited her to the Super Bowl, which they ultimately won. But she's like this mega fan. Super fun. Google it. You'll be crying laughing. She's high on drugs from her dental surgery. (laughs) And last was one from 2017, which is really cute. Did you see the one with the British father who's doing a really important interview on the BBC? Oh, my gosh. That one is so brilliant. Oh, my God. Where the kid comes in with the little bouncy chair. Yes. (laughs) And then the wife comes in. And grabs. (laughs) And the other kid comes sliding in on, like, one of those walkers with wheels. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what I mean. The the walker with wheels. But the son also walks in. Uh So there's this dad sitting giving a live interview like you see on any TV news station. (laughs) Very important talking about and all of a sudden just out of the back his kid busts in his office then the other kid busts in and his poor wife slides in the room and is trying to get them out and the dad can't help but laugh but it's just so funny. And it's so real. It's just life. It was great. That's what was was great great. about it. three of my very favorites. (laughs) Well what's your favorite viral video? Email us at forever39 at nj1015.com Maybe there'll be some that we have not seen yeah or ones we forgot we even liked like yeah ones you sent me yes so Annette and I thought it would be fun to go through a list from fashionbeans.com about 14 social media don'ts when it comes to relationships yes don't post right anything you ready yeah okay (laughs) one what happens in the bedroom stays in the bedroom it can ruin trust if not yes so if Steve's like the best freaking lover you ever had (laughs) You might just want to tell Steve that yeah. and not Facebook and all. We all don't need to know. 521 friends that you have. <laughs> <laughs> keep things personal that your significant other wants to keep personal. Like they still sleep with a blankie Aww. or their favorite stuffed animal. It might be really endearing to you. But for Steve to know that gets out on social, I don't know that he would love that. Yeah. 
Like I just mentioned, it's nice to have things just between the two of you. It actually makes them more special, and I agree with that. For example, if you call each other Pookie, maybe that shouldn't go on Facebook. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, no, I have nicknames for Mike. I don't know that anyone knows them. And, <laughs> and nobody needs to know them. No, and I don't know why they would want to. Pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask before posting. People can be really weird, especially how they interpret pictures of themselves. And I'm one of those people. A couple weeks ago, I was on vacation with friends, and my girlfriend was great. She would always ask, do you mind if I post this? Do you mind if I post that? If you're in a relationship, it's no different. Get confirmation before you post, because sometimes, especially girls, can see things that maybe others don't see in a pic. Mm -hmm. Don't go public with a fight. Oh, I hate that. Oh I hate. Why do people do that? I don't know. It's like, what is wrong it's with you? It's very immature. It, it's it's ridiculous. And you know what? That doesn't just go for relationships in terms of intimate ones. That goes for everything. Okay. If you have a problem with somebody, please don't post it all over Facebook that you have a problem with that person. Could you just address that person? It's just weird to me. It's weird to me as well because I feel like if you do it with your significant other Perhaps then, even though you might get over the fight, then like battle lines are drawn. And what if like your mom is like two weeks later, we'll remember when poor Steve, when Steve did X, Y, or Z. I know somebody who I used to go to high school with that I'm Facebook friends with. And she posts her entire life on Facebook, including the fact that apparently her daughter's significant other cannot stand her. Oh my God. And so she posts this whole thing on Facebook about it. And then there's all these people commenting about, well, maybe you shouldn't post this on Facebook or maybe the person doesn't like you because you do A, B, C, D, and E. And I'm thinking, why is this on Facebook? Like, I just don't understand why anybody would want that on a platform that pretty much everybody can have access to. I don't. I think there's a disturbance. Like, that's not yeah. mental clarity. No. And no need for the public smoochie pictures. I don't need to see, like, your wedding kiss at the altar, a quick fine. little peck, fine. But I don't need to see you making out on a beach with Steve while you're on vacation. Exactly. Don't jab your partner on social media, even if it's innocent and goes with a joke maybe the two of you have. Because Mike and I have a lot of jokes like that. I think people probably wouldn't get or think, like, why is she digging at him or why is he digging right. at her? When really for us, it would mean nothing. It may not translate to the public if you do something like that. So why even add them in? Exactly. Don't add them in. Don't, no. don't, right. Why open your relationship up to I everybody? I hate when couples communicate th to each other. Oh. Like, hey, Cindy, did you see this on Like, can you, first of all, you can private message her. Second of all, aren't you going to see her late? I hate I, when couples do that. My husband isn't even on Facebook. Thank God. It, it does. And if I, he was, I guarantee you we wouldn't talk on it. It, it drives me crazy. All right. So. Keep the expensive presents off Facebook. Your boyfriend just gifted you with a new car. Great. Keep it to yourself. You don't want people to get jealous. <laughs> all right. We've all seen this one before. The subtle hint that something is wrong. <gasps> that Steve did something to hurt Michelle, but Steve. Michelle won't come out and say exactly what it is. Instead, she just posts a passive aggressive message about it on Facebook. I hate when people do, do that. And then people ask what's wrong and they never answer that question. No, they'll never answer it. But they <laughs> want you to be sympathetic to them and ask. No, it makes me but hate But they're you. never going to say, oh, well, this is what happened. No sympathy. I think you're a jerk. Stop looking for validation. So stop posting photos in a lip block with your significant other just to get other people's approval. You so don't dumb. need other people to tell you that they think you have the most amazing relationship in Blah. the world. So when he brings you flowers... You don't necessarily need to take a photo of that and put it up on Facebook and be like, look at what Steve did for me today. I hate. Yeah. Oh, I hate people. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> hate your in-laws? 
Yeah, you're not going to want to say anything about that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Although con- I like my in-law. <laughs> so congratulations, you're pregnant. Now no one but you and your husband need to see the ultrasound picture on Facebook. Keep it away from social media. We all know what an image of a baby on an ultrasound looks like. Thank you very much. And why does, uh, now granted, Annette and I don't have children, but I can promise you, I can promise you as sure as I'm sitting here, if I was pregnant, I wouldn't act like the only person that's ever been pregnant on Facebook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they act like, oh, I the baby's as big as a watermelon this week. Or the baby, I don't, no, no, no. Right. Maybe journal or blog yourself. None of us <laughs> care. This is the billionth child born this year. Like, I don't care. Oh. All right. So you had a terrible breakup with Steve. Well, no one needs a play-by-play. So keep that to yourself, too. The Steve thing. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> and finally, no one needs to know everything about your relationship. And what we mean by that is as in the day today. Eight o'clock, we got up and we brushed our teeth and then we had breakfast. Just whatever. Keep a few secrets. I know I went to high school to with. Know. It's awful. Her whole really? day. Her oh, whole brother. I mean, from like gym check-ins to I, it's so much. It's so much. I recently had to change my privacy settings because somebody was tagging me constantly in things. Mm. And I was like, all right. So I had it where like you just post to my timeline. Yeah. yeah, I had to change that because they're literally tagging me in everything that they do. I'm not sure why I'm tagged in this. Oh, no. There's no relation there. I'm not sure what's going on. So I had to do that because I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. And you don't want to look like a tool. Like, oh, you know, like, no. oh, make sure you tag. Because sometimes people are like, oh, tag me in that. And you're like, right. what? Yeah. So if you want to add to this list, email us your suggestions at forever39 at nj1015.com. Um, we're also going to take a poll to see if you hate people as much as. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But that's it for this week's episode of Forever 39. On next week's show, we'll talk about how to survive your partner's midlife crisis. This seems to be going around. I have a couple of girlfriends dealing with this. What things you may want to stop doing when you hit 40, and what kind of business would each of us want to open? Bye, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>